Hello, welcome to this week's Sarcasm Cast presents Who Gives a Shit. Uh, I'm Dan. As always, I'm joined by Jake. And there's a third guest. Did you know who there's a third guest? We are joined by Kermit the, Kermit the Frog. Introduce yourself, please, Kermit. God damn, I love red vines. <laughs> so you weren't expecting that. We had to pay him 50 quid to say that line. Uh, anyway. We had a budget of 50 quid. Who knows who will turn up next next week <laughs> who knows who I can think of on this on the spot yeah. so today uh, we have found well Jake has found details on that leaked Colin Trevorrow episode 9 script I've looked at his surname multiple times and still can't pronounce it it's not Trevorrow as I quite frequently thought it was T-E-R-V-O-R-R-O-W Trevorrow Trevorrow that might be the most accurate one <laughs> Colin Trevorrow Travolo. Yeah. Travolo. Travolo. But we have the deets. Most of the deets. Uh-huh. We don't have the full script. I don't think anyone Just has the full you script. print off um, a sheet and it's got like, all the major plot points in it. Mm. I watched videos and took notes. Mm-hmm. That is a page full of notes. It's going to be a big note. So um, I, I've wanted to change topic a little bit. Uh, there's the crossover of the Arrowverse has been on TV. Crisis recently. on Infinite Earth. Uh, so they've got cameos from like, um, well, if you don't know the comics, it's like all the the multiverse comes together to defeat whoever it was, Darkseid or the Anti Monitor. I can't remember who it was now. Now in the comics, but uh, yeah, they, they uh, interact with different universes. Some of which we've seen before. Some of which we haven't. Some of uh, so there's the Smallville universe. Yes. Um. There's a universe where Kevin Conroy plays Batman. Lovely. Pretty cool. In live action form, in, in not live animated. Action, in live yeah. action form, I should point that out, yes. Uh, so, a multitude of different universes. Um, but this, the last su- surprise, they kept the best for last. Jesus Christ. Uh, the last universe, well, that they visit is the DCEU. How about that? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The Flash <laughs> meets The Flash. Ooh. And I'm not going to lie, it's a pretty cool scene. Okay. I, I don't really like those shows. Because mm-hmm. they're um, like, like a bit cartoony at times. Mm-hmm. And a bit shit. Mm-hmm. But like, that scene was pretty cool. What did The Flash and The Flash talk about? Or was it that quick? I don't know the context. No, it, it was um, like a two minute scene actually. Or for The Flash, two seconds. Uh, <laughs> um, talking about... I don't know. Maybe, but, um, apparently The Flash... From the DCU, he didn't call himself the Flash, did he? The Flash wasn't mentioned at all. No, he was. He went by his real name, Barry Allen. Barry Allen. Aye. Yeah. So the Barry Allen from <clears throat> the TV show says, "I'm the Flash," and then Ezra Miller says, "The Flash." Oh, Ezra Miller's in it. Yeah. Nice. Who do you think I meant? Well, okay. So, the what I had in mind was a guy dressed up as the Flash from the Justice League movie. No, it's Ezra Miller. Oh, okay. As the Flash from the, Okay, Miller. okay, okay. That's cool. Aye. I like that. Aye. So, and, yeah, that's where he must get, get his name from, because he's like, the Flash. I think, think, so he thinks to himself, that's a good name. Mm. So maybe if these universes are linked, it's possible that they might account for the cast cha- changes. You know, Ben Affleck's not Batman. There's mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson being Batman now, and... One thing we Who can knows? all agree on, Shazam has semi-revived the DCEU. Not really. Uh, it could stand on its own, really. Yeah, it could. It's, 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 it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. So, Interesting. next up, 
we're going to discuss that Star Wars thing. The, not the train wreck that has not yet grossed a billion, but the one who could potentially have grossed a billion. Yes, it hasn't grossed a billion. Yep. That's, Checking every day. That's, a sh- that's shameful, that. Right, so we'll be back after this two-second break. No, no, no. Imagine we lived in a society where The Last Jedi was considered a good film by all. Mm-hmm. Because it went from mixed to shit, as far as I remember from most fans. But let's say Last Jedi was a good movie, considered by all. And we got Colin Trevor's script. Trevor. Trevor. His script from episode 9. Now, this isn't concrete. It's paper. <laughs> it is paper. Um, but also, the details that I'm about to read were apparently they were from the Star Wars Leaks Reddit page, where a recap um, of a YouTube video was posted by Robert Meyer Burnett. Who claimed to have came in possession of Trevorrow's screenplay draft? How do you get that though? It was in the it was on the page, and I literally tried to search for the right. pages, so it's either been taken down or I can't access it. Right. Um, but apparently, this screenplay was drafted uh, on the sixteenth of December, twenty sixteen. So just before, oh, so four years old. Yeah, or just after Rogue One came out, mm-hmm. around about the time. Now remember, this isn't concrete, so just take everything with a grain. Of crate salt. A pinch of grain salt. N- no, crate salt. A pinch of salt. Oh, right, I get crates it. the salt. Aye. Star Wars, people, yeah. Working title, what have we got? Um, is this the only thing you're aware of? The title that it was going to be called? Bits and pieces, I'm aware of. Okay, the so... The title, I like the title. Yeah, the working title for the film was going to be... Star- see, see the full title. The full title. Star Wars Episode Nine: Duel of the Fates. It's a good title. Look at that smile. Look at title. that boyish smile. And if you know if it's going to be called that, you know that piece of music's going to be in that movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, according to the crawl at the beginning, the First Order would be pretty much in a position where they were conquering the entire galaxy. Pretty much. They were near total like rule, let's say. The communications between planets had been cut off by the First Order. So, leading the Resistance would have been Finn, Rose, and BB-8, who were going to hijack a Star Destroyer. This was going to be the opening action set piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so during the heist, um, when they were going to get the uh, Star Destroyer, Finn sees a Stormtrooper with his helmet off that he recognises, and this was essentially going to complete his arc which would have been interesting to see. Yeah, it would have been really cool. Because Skywalker abandons anything like that. Finn hasn't got an arc. He's got a straight line. Finn's arc begins and ends, essentially, in Force Awakens. Yeah. Right. Last Jedi, nothing. But with this Duel of the Fates script, would have probably redeemed it. Um, Rose, on the other hand, is apparently front and centre throughout most of the movie. I like Rose. I don't want to see why I No times. issue with Rose at all. Except how she was utilised in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> Still, she got more screen time than Captain Phasma. Yeah. And that's... Are you a Phasma fan, fanboy? I'm a very Phasma fanboy. Mm. I've been playing a lot of Lego Force Awakens and Battlefront 2 a lot. I never get to play as Phasma. Oh, yeah. Is she your go-to? She didn't used to be my go-to. Bosk is still my go-to for Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. But 
whenever I play as Phasma, it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, so, yes, Rose and Finn, they're on that mission to get the Star Destroyer. They were going to launch a, an attack on Coruscant. I have read about that. Yeah, they were going to launch an attack on Coruscant. Would have been interesting to go back to that planet because it's not, it yeah. hadn't been seen since episode 3. Yes, it would have. Um, so they were going to um, launch an attack with the ultimate goal being to ignite an ancient beacon in the old Jedi Temple and get the message out to the Resistance and any others who were willing to fight against the First Order. But guess who is Chancellor of Coruscant? Have a guess. I, 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 I was literally going to think, uh, think of uh, Bail Organa, but he would have died on, on Alderaan. And he would have yes. died by old, by old age. Hey. Um, is Go. it a character from the original trilogy? No, from the sequel trilogy. Right. Tell me when you give up. Because we only have a certain amount of time. No, no idea. <laughs> um, Hux was going to be the Chancellor. Oh. Elected by fear, I would say. In a short amount of time. Yes. Well, the gap, I don't think, is ever mentioned between Last Jedi and Duel of the Fates. So we wouldn't have known what the jump was. Mm. But let's assume it's taken them a good year or two. Yeah. I would right. say. So Chancellor Hux um, would have been in power at the time. Um, during the attack, both Finn and Rose would have been prison, imprisoned, should I say. Rose would get interrogated by Chancellor Hux for the last remaining remnants of the Resistance and where they are. And Finn, going back to that other Stormtrooper, was going to lead an uprising of defecting Stormtroopers in a ground battle in the streets of Coruscant. That would have been fucking amazing. So, at this point, does Hux still work for the First Order? I'm going to say... Yes, in the in the way that in the way that Chancellor Palpatine was elected Supreme Chancellor in episode two and given control of the clone army. Mm. So kind of like an inside man kind of ah, thing. Right. Yeah. Ah. That's that's what I would have assumed Hux's Hux's role in Duel of the Fates is better than Hux's role in fucking Rise of Skywalker. He was just a joke, wasn't he? I am a spy. <laughs> that's it. I <laughs> am a spy. I am a spy and now I, I die. I am a spy. <laughs> I am the spy, and now I die. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hux, you lost cause. Okay, so, remember Palpatine? Yes. He was meant to stay dead. Yes, well, obviously. After Rise of... Uh, not Rise of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi. He was meant to die right there. Even George Lucas said, nope, he should have... He, he would have He would have stayed dead, in my yeah. opinion. Um. So, the opening for... Rise of Skywalker is kind of what we got from Trevorrow's script. So Kylo Ren, who's Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, would have still happened. Um, he's seen searching Darth Vader's castle on Mustafar. Mm. Darth Vader had a castle on Mustafar. Mm. The place where he became Darth Vader, essentially. I think he would just avoid that place altogether. Well, it doesn't have any sand. So yeah. that's the saving grace. It has molten ash, though. <laughs> I, yes. that's where I almost died so yeah. I don't want to go back there again yep. and throughout Kylo's journey he's haunted by the ghost of Luke Skywalker like Luke said at the end of Last Jedi mm. if you strike me down I will always be with you Yeah. Hey, reincorporation right there so many good quotable lines from Last Jedi I have to admit yeah, yeah. Um, so Kylo Ren eventually discovers a Sith holocron mm. not a wayfinder although the holocrons visually look similar to the Wayfinders. Right. Yeah. Sith Wayfinders. 
my god. So he finds a Sith holocron left by Palpatine. Uh, it contains a message to be played upon Palpatine's death. Similar to what we saw in Battlefront 2 campaign. Yes. Yes, but obviously that was not a holocron. That was a robot. And uh, that happened... Pretty... A what? A robot. A robot. <laughs> robot. And that happened within a, such a short space of time of the Emperor dying. Mm-hmm. But that was cool. Um, I, I really liked that bit in the campaign. One of the saving graces. Um, the recorded message was initially intended for Darth Vader, who was meant to seek out Palpatine's master, Tor Valum. Um, to complete his training in the dark side. I thought it was Plagueis. Yes, um, I've got something down here saying that it's never officially revealed whether Tor Valum is meant to be Plagueis or whether he's a different character. So with the, the information on that is totally blank. On Wikipedia, the official Star Wars information collection... Um, I go on it all the time. Plague, yeah, Wikipedia is such a good... <laughs> it's, it's a good play on words. Um, Plagueis is officially noted as Palpatine's master. Because he says it in Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Um, so, that was meant to be directed at Darth Vader. Um, yeah, unclear whether Valum is meant to be the same character as Plagueis. Ren seeks out Valum in Vader's place. So, basically, reincorporating what he said in The Force Awakens, which was, I will finish what you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. So, I mentioned Luke before, um, haunting Kylo along his journey. He plays a much bigger role in this. Who? Kylo? No, Luke. Oh, Luke, he plays a much bigger role other than grab the lightsaber, I was wrong, lift the jet wing, mm-hmm. jet wing, the X-wing out of the <laughs> fucking water. Um, he simultaneously seeks to draw Ben Solo back to the light, haunting Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. um, and helps Rey complete a training so it wasn't a CG layer. Mm-hmm. Helping her the entire time. Um, so the script sticks closely thematically to The Last Jedi in the respect that both Rey and Ben desire to move past the outdated dichotomy of the Jedi and the Sith. Mm-hmm. So they would eventually want to be their own person and make their own choices. Noting what Leia says, uh, she regarded Rey as something new and urges her to chart her own path. So it's all thematically tying in with Last Jedi. Right. Of, there's no light side, there's no dark side kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do something different. Like what Disney should have done. <clears throat> so, Duel of the Fates doesn't, doesn't reveal Rey to be related to be a Palpatine. Good. Everyone is relieved at that. <laughs> Who's listening to this? You guys in uh, Nigeria, we love you. <laughs> um, rather, it maintains a status as a no one. As mentioned in Last Jedi. But... Big reveal. Uh, it was revealed that Kylo Ren had killed Rey's parents at the behest of Snoke. Mm. Yeah, boy. When I read that, I got chills. I got chills. They, they multiply. Hey, <laughs> I got there first. You beat me to it, you musical-loving <laughs> freak. Um, oh, I've got to see it. Um, <laughs> just try more musical there. I'll get to this later. Okay, okay, okay. But uh, at work the other day... Yes. I, the night I watched The Greatest Showman. We're going to talk about that later. Um, yes. Next little um, next little note. This is really short and it's not really explained in the notes that I've read. Mm. But Rose and Finn are 
together for most of this movie and it turns out that Ray teams up with Paul for this movie initially. Right. In in the way of in Let me start again. Um Ray teams up with Paul. Paul is with Ray to essentially help her with her coming to terms with the whole Jedi thing and wanting her to be her own person kind of thing. So uh, that 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 was literally, literally the only information that I've been given right. regarding that. So it's very vague. Are you ready for the finale? Oh yes. We're at the finale and it's only taken twelve minutes. So what was the second act? Um not much has been talked about the second act. Like I could find the bits at the beginning. I'm gonna assume like them um Ray um what's it called? Uh, Kylo Ren seeking out the uh Tor Valon mm-hmm. to be most of the second act. Right, no, I suppose. And Ray being taught by Luke. So it's like a Side by side comparison of the yeah doing their training yeah and whether that whole force telepath thing would have came into it well, I don't know <laughs> force telepath teleportation I mean force heal yeah <laughs> I'll give force healing this because it's been in games in the past uh, so it's been in I'll give it a pass but teleportation <laughs> how weird man <laughs> okay so Ray and Kylo's final conflict happens on Mortis. A planet that exists in the realm of the Force, mm. and it's seen once before in the Clone Wars, where Obi Wan encounters Qui Gon Jinn. There, that is an actual episode that you can watch. All oh, right, on Amazon. So Prime. how do you get there? <laughs> um, I haven't seen it, so I am unaware of how to get to Mortis. Mm. But I will find out because that intrigued me too. Yeah, something in- intriguing that. Yeah. So, the ghosts of Luke, Obi Wan, and Yoda appear in one final attempt to redeem Ben Solo. But, unlike in The Rise of Skywalker, he is too far gone yeah. to be saved and is ultimately extinguished. With Rey being all the Jedi. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, at the very end of the film, Finn and Rose lead a group of Force-sensitive youths to a remote planet where Rey is waiting to train the next generation of Jedi. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, that kid at the end of Last Jedi, yeah? who the fuck was he? Um, he's seen as one of the youths being trained. Ah, champion. And that's it. I would have loved to watch that film. Yeah. Literally, in my mind, as soon as Coruscant got introduced as the opening segment, I was thinking, how can I reenact that scene with Finn, Rose, and BB-8 being in it? How, how would that look? And I thought, it would look pretty fucking great. Yeah. It would look awesome. Right. So we've mentioned that. I've got a few notes at the bottom. Right. So, Tor Valum. Mm-hmm. Originally, in the script, he's meant to be revealed as a 7,000-year-old Lovecraftian alien. Right. Think of Cthulhu. Mm. All right. That's what he was meant to be, which I would have loved. So instead of Palpatine sitting at a throne with, like, 50,000 star destroyers in the sky, just have him... Well, not Palpatine, but Ren looks up and he just sees this massive fucking alien and just like show me the ways of the dark side I would have ah, loved like that. that yeah that's good I'm getting Kylo Ren that getting better with my Kylo Ren <laughs> <laughs> although I don't know whether it'll be audible on there we'll, we'll, he, we'll, might we'll, be, <laughs> he might be a guest next week <laughs> Adam Driver uh-huh. gotta make sure he don't walk out uh, don't, um, show, don't show any footage <laughs> or anything <laughs> okay um, 
so going back to Rise of Skywalker, um, there was a scene of Kylo Ren forging, reforging his helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, which was cool. He's reforging his helmet. That was it. But in this one, Kylo Ren was going to forge a new helmet composed of Mandalorian metal. What's the significance of that? Well, Boba Fett is a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. In well, sorry. Yes, Boba Fett is a Mandalorian, so their armor is basically is a strong, strong metal. Yeah, basically near impervious to lightsabers. Mm. That's some old, old canon right there. Before Disney scrapped all that, but whether that's coming back, I don't know. But that is a detail. Part of Kylo's training would involve him fighting a copy of Vader similar to Luke on Dagobah. In that cave of wonders. Yes. But this would be on Mustafar in the castle. So, mm. yeah. I would like to see that. Yes, many would. Would have been the first time in live action anyway that two would have fought with a red lightsaber. Yes. Together. Um, another note, Chewbacca would be seen flying an X-Wing in the Battle of Coruscant. Mm. How the fuck he'd fit into one of those is anyone's <laughs> guess. He's uh. a tall motherfucker. Um, but also that would have showcased Chewie's ability at being... A great pilot. Yes. Aye. Because he has piloted the Falcon for... Jesus, he's 250 years old. Let's say he's like 100 in... I don't know. Like 100 in... No, 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 no. He would be... If he's 250 years old now... Yeah, he'd probably be 200 in Revenge of the Sith, probably. Because there's, what, like 50 years going... No, actually. What's the gap between Revenge of the Sith and... Um... New Hope? No, no, no. Like Rise of Skywalker, Duel of the Fates kind of thing. Right, okay, so from Revenge of the Sith <laughs> yes. to New Hope, yes. 19 years. 19, okay. Then I think it's two years between four and five. Mm-hmm. 21. Not sure how long between five and six. Maybe. Let's say five, because he Luke needs time to train. And I don't also. think Han was missing that long. Let's say two years. Two years. Right. At max. So 23. Then it's 30 years. 53. Between um, six and seven. Uh, at um, the most, maybe yeah. three years between seven and nine. So what's that? Fifty three plus three, fifty six. So yeah. yeah, he would have been about two hundred year old. Savant, right here, like you're like Stephen Hawking with those math skills. I'm not even gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna. I, saw... I was gonna. But no, I'm not gonna. Rip, uh, Stephen Hawking. Um. So that. <laughs> so yeah, it would have showcased Chewbacca as being, like, like Paul. An excellent pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, this is a small one, but eventually was in Rise of Skywalker. Lando being called upon to rally the galaxy's smugglers to aid the resistance. Rather than every ship in the known universe. Uh, yeah. In five minutes. <laughs> yeah, and you get fucking Jabba the Hutt's son just in a kind of pod just sailing around. I don't know if Jabba <laughs> the Hutt had a son. I hope not. Could he I fuck? Pity, I pity the woman. Could he fuck? Could he fuck? <laughs> <laughs> one's a question, one's an answer. And that is all the details that we have. So, Much based on film. those details, I think I would have given that film at least a 7 out of 10. Yeah, same. Yes. And directed by Colin Turner, the guy who did Jurassic World. Jurassic Worlds. Worlds. Oh, he did one and two. Yes. Uh, I haven't seen two. You don't want to. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so next segment, I will give you my the the lowdown on the greatest showman. So, Hugh Jackman, for the longest time, 
had been wanting to get his own movie musical out there. Mm-hmm. So the money he got from X-Men Origins Wolverine, he essentially spent that on trying to get The Greatest Showman made. And he worked on it for the best part of five years. Really? Yes. 2013 and it came out 2018. Yeah. Well, 2017 in uh, the US, the bastards. And then we got early 2018. So the money you got from The Wolverine, not X-Men Origins? Mm, well, part of the money from The Wolverine, but mostly from X-Men Origins. Mm. Because... So, 10 years ago. Yeah. 11 years ago. Pretty much. Um, uh, my opinions on The Greatest Showman, originally, I thought was the best thing since sliced bread. I was loving it, like, the whole thing. The music now, the opening is still awesome. I like the opening. And the movie is one of those movies where I'd watch it... But the songs, after a while, they do great a little bit. Especially This Is Me. I I'm, I totally get the message behind it and everything, but just not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably give it a... Originally gave it 7 or an 8. I'd give it a 5 or a 6. Which is still good. Yeah, it is. Now, Dan, the man who watches anything bar movie musicals, let alone musicals, got that Grease thing from before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is what you were hinting at. He sits down... I don't know if you were sitting at the time, but you decide to watch The Greatest Showman. Mm. Dan, explain. Wait, well, it was at work, but um, yes, so as you know, I'm not a fan of musicals, but uh-huh. given that, I thought I'd give it a chance. Okay. I'm I thought I'd have an open mind whilst watching it. I'm and, glad about um, that. Fucking hated it. <laughs> I did not like it at all. I can understand why. Now, let me tell you why. Because just the fucking songs and the over-jolliness of it all. I'm mm-hmm. like, just calm the fuck down, everyone. <laughs> and that bearded lady, I thought her tits were going to come out at one point. <laughs> and the, the weird dwarf-looking bloke. Yeah. Was that a, a child with a bloke's face CGI on him? Or did that <laughs> person actually look like that? It was not a deep fake, Dan. It looked like a deep fake. That's the word I was looking for, a deep fake. Jesus Christ. Was that a, so was that a real person? It was a real person, man. Oh. I might have to edit this a little right. bit. I'm just insulting someone. Mm. So, was that his real voice? I'm pretty sure it was. Damn. I, I thought it was all... Again, deep fake. Yeah, deep voice as well. Well, <laughs> so the opening, The Greatest Show... With Hugh Jackman in the dark, and he's like, "I think I'm at, I missed that part." Oh, but, okay. Uh, I caught when the girls were these girls were singing a little bit. Uh, do you mean the girl and the boy? A million dreams, where they're on the beach. No, he's got two kids in there. Oh shit! So they're in a in a house. Oh, or and a hut or something. And he gets this kind of like a twirly thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're like a good ten minutes into the movie at that oh, point. Oh, well, ten or fifteen minutes. Did I miss much? You missed the. Uh, the best song in the movie, which is The Greatest Show. This is The Greatest Show. We light up the Yeah. I'm sure it's heard in the movie. Uh, later uh, on. Uh, yeah, it's reprised at the end. Yeah, well, there you go. Zach Efron sings. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> he was allies, but yeah. oh, he's singing that got on my nerves. Mm-hmm. And okay. the love story between him and Zen- Zendaya. Zendaya. Where'd that come from? Faf. They don't even um, speak to, to each other. <laughs> They almost <laughs> held hands. They almost held hands for two minutes. Then this bloke turns around, looks, and you're like, oh, get off. 
and she storms storm off. Next minute, she's on the trapeze doing circles, and he's climbing, doing like a monkey impression, and walk, jumping all over the place. <laughs> Jumps onto the, the trapeze with her and, and sing. Yeah, I like that song. I have a soft spot. I hate that song, and I hate all those songs about Metro Metro Video, and I hate Metro Video. (laughs) So when I heard the first song, like it's like they took the soundtrack from Metro Video and put it into a musical. (laughs) Two of my worst, my least favorite things ever. (laughs) I gave it a chance. I fucking hate it. (laughs) In name ones, it's an. They say that the Fast and Furious films aren't realistic. Yes. At least they don't break out into a song and dance. Well, was there not? Was there not a set? No. There wasn't something in Hobbs and Shaw where they sang for. No. They didn't sing for a bit in Hobbs and Shaw, did they? No. What film are you on about? I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a rock film where he's aside from Moana, where he sang, but I can't remember which one. No. Oh well. So, what's her name? Um, Michelle Williams. Yes. Yeah. Her song, Tightrope. Can't remember it. What point in the film was that? Was that in the beginning? It was when he's going off with that opera singer who couldn't sing opera. It wasn't sung in an opera style. It was sang like a pop star. Oh, she was a good singer. Yeah, she was, but it's just meant to be an opera singer singing opera. Oh. And Never Enough was meant to be an opera song. Like, Never Enough! Like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like my like I've just demonstrated there uh-huh. it was not sang opera style opera's hard opera is fucking yes mm-hmm. opera is fucking just leave it there um, so you would give it a one no I wouldn't give it a one <laughs> wouldn't give Hugh it. Jackman was in it yeah he was and he sang his fucking heart out alright relax there just calm down yourself I like it when he's running your head. eyes just went to <laughs> a different shade there yeah, that, he was. That, that huge jacked man. <laughs> so uh, what would you give it out of ten? Uh, it's not as low as a one. No. Remember when they're dancing in the pub? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get musicals, you know. It's okay. I don't, not, I don't, I don't it's okay. That. You're not alone on that. But, uh, I mean, I can appreciate it. It was put together well. Yes. It was a well-made film. And from the mind of Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably get it like a four or five. Oh, okay. Just not my thing. Of course. That's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. And that shit grossed nearly as much as Rise of Skywalker. I think it was like 700? Nope. 400 million. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I will double check. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right on that. I don't know where I was getting 700. But considering the budget... I thought it would have made a lot more than that, though. Like, what, what, what actually did it? Because it was all over the place. It was. Um, 435 million. 435. Um, but for the budget it had, that was impressive. 85 million. Yeah. That was impressive for a movie musical. I mean, look at Cats. A 200 million movie. Is, 200 million. I'm positive that it's like 200. Whoever's financed that, they're going bust. You they know, are not getting that, that money, money back at all. Universe? Oh, well, they've got plenty to spare. We'll double check on that. I'm pu- I'm pretty sure it's it's high end. I don't think it's two hundred million, but that's the damages that they're receiving. I have stated I will never ever 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 see cat. One hundred million it cost, and it's grossed sixty one million. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's more than I thought though. It's a it's a one hundred million dollar movie 
that I think was estimated est- estimated to at least gross gross half a billion. Really? I think I think with the mindset of the um the creators, they were thinking, uh, "Oh, it's going to be a smash hit, a half a billion dollar movie, easy." No, nightmare fuel, definitely. Terrifying. So, is there anything else you want to add to the Greatest Showman? Uh, watch it if you like musicals. It's a good watch. Don't watch it if you don't like musicals. There you go, um, and we'll leave it there. What are we talking about next? We are going to discuss a little. Um, a little indie movie. Um, it's going to be the worst movie of this decade, probably The Lighthouse. The worst movie? I'm joking. Right, okay, we'll get on that next. So, Dan, you watched a trailer recently. Trailer for The Lighthouse, yes. The Lighthouse. It's different from what I thought it was just going to be. So I just, just thought it was going to be a film two hours long of two guys talking. Yeah. But the trailer shows a lot more. Yes. I think I saw a sea monster there as well. Yeah, there was a in the trailer. There was a sea monster, kind of wrapped around uh, Robert Pattinson as he was fighting someone, and then there was just a shot of loads of like sea creatures just writhing around. So, I've obviously talked a little bit about the lighthouse, and yeah, I've talked about the lighthouse in the past, um, saying that it was one of my anticipated movies of last year. Didn't get a release last year, but is getting a release this year. So is this a 2020 movie? This is a 2020 movie for the UK, because the UK hasn't seen it yet. Right. Unless you went to London Film Festival in October, then Mm. fuck you guys. Um, But we get a full release on the 31st of this month. Right. And we're recording in January, if you want to know. Um, So, Robert Eggers, the director, he directed The Witch. Right. I've been a long time since I've seen, seen The Witch. I'll have to watch it again. I don't remember much of it. I'm going to watch it again. I remember quite a bit from it. Uh-huh. Um, except how, like, one event to another kind of thing. So I will watch it for that. But from what I remember, cinematography was fucking amazing. The lightning was great. You'll notice that the lightning in this, it's a black and white movie, The Lighthouse. Yeah. Look but, at the. How many Oscars is The Lighthouse nominated for? One. Is that is cinematography. Right. It, it's advertised as a what is it advertised as a drama, fantasy, horror, mystery. That's why a lot of, lot of genres, isn't it? And you know what the Oscars are like with horrors. Yeah. Like technically, the Silence of the Lambs is a thriller mm-hmm. because of the story, but arguably it can be seen as a horror movie. It's about uh, it stars a serial killer who eats people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> that was the last time like a horror horror film I say in quotations was like recognized at the Oscars. Like probably yeah, I the witch recently. The witch got nothing. Midsummer got nothing. I thought Florence Pugh was better than that. Was well, coming to see it. What the other film that she was nominated for? Little Women. I haven't seen it, I can't wait to see it, but I thought she was good in mid- Midsummer. She was fucking perfect in Midsummer. She was fucking great. Um, so yeah, we are going to see this. Definitely. 31st of Jan. Book it up. I currently have a little pussy near my feet. Yes. My pussy. Your pussy. Hey. Pussy um, so, that has been this week. I think that's a good outro. Yes, I Short but sweet episode. Uh, next time, what should we talk about? Well, it'll be a cu- good couple of weeks before we talk about the lighthouse, so expect that in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, the have the 
Have the BAFTA nominations come out? Yeah, they would have. Hmm. I think we should talk about those. Good to, yes. As it's the one that we're going to be uh, Uh watching and doing a commentary. What what time is it on? Uh, I believe nine at night. Right. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I'm I'm at work Monday, but that's fucking... The difference between this and the Oscars, the Oscars is twice the length of the BAFTAs. It's on during the night. (laughs) The Oscars is on at one and finishes at five. Uh My God. But the BAFTAs nine till eleven. Are you and Chris staying up for the Oscars? We're staying up for the Oscars. Well, I say I'm staying up for the Oscars. That'll depend on uh, whether I get these, uh, whether job offers come through and everything. I've got yes, you mentioned. Yes. Just before we leave you, Jake's mentioned that he's got a job interview on Monday. Tell me more. Um, tell me more, tell me more. You're back with the grease shit, aren't you? <laughs> no, can't um, have it. Um, yeah, it, this one's just a retail job, so I'm not expecting much. Where's um, that? Little place called HMV. HMV? Yeah. Nice one, boy. Moving up in the world. <laughs> Which one? Newcastle? Uh, the Metro Branch. Oh. So, that is. Part time? Uh, Part time at the moment, but, you know. So, in your experience of job search, are the jobs out there mostly part time? At this time of year, yes. Mm. It's rare that you'd see a full time job, and it's very rare that you see retail, so I grab this by the bollocks. Yeah. Because they're looking for Christmas temps at Christmas. But then after that, New Year. They're not bothered. I'm surprised they're looking for someone now. Yeah, mm-hmm. so am I. But there we go. Someone must have died. <laughs> Can't be getting those allegations out there. <laughs> so next time I hope to hear good news. We all hope to hear good news, don't we all? So until next week, see you later. Bye. Bye.